Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. I decided to start Amazing Stories because as a fan, I couldn't find a podcast that was 100% dedicated to sharing stories of adventure, fantasy, the supernatural, and macabre. So please, follow, share, and if you can, support my podcast, Amazing Stories, where every day I bring you a new story. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this amazing story. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Novel by Lou Wallace, dramatized in four parts by Catherine Chukowska, music by Wilfredo Acosta, with Jamie Glover as Judah Ben-Hur, Michael Horden as Balthazar, Bernard Hepton as Simonides, and Phyllis Calvert as Amra. The Bible is read by Michael Gambon. Ben-Hur, Part 4, The King Comes Into His Kingdom. I had won the great chariot race at Antioch. Masala was crippled, and his fortune forfeited to me. Moreover, he now believed me dead, thinking that his attempt to have me assassinated had been successful. Gratus had been replaced as governor of Judea by Pontius Pilate. I had come anonymously to Jerusalem in search of my mother and sister, little knowing that even as I arrived, they were being forced to leave as outcasts, leprous after their long years in prison. I stayed with Amra in my old house in Jerusalem, arriving at night and leaving before dawn. Amra babied me as she had of old. I do not think it crossed her mind that I was a man now. It was while she was at the market one day that she overheard something of acute interest. Excuse me, do you have honey? The best. And who did you say was found? This is honey from the gardens of Damascus and very fragrant. The family of her. Uh, how much do you want? 
The women that disappeared from that old palace. You must have heard of them. Well, do you want the honey or not, woman? In a minute. And they were in the Tower of Antonia? Entombed there. A woman and a young girl. I think I do remember the case now you mention it. The lad was arrested for trying to assassinate Gratus. That's right. No more was heard of him. And the women were imprisoned in the Tower of Antonia. Where are they now? Gone out of the city. They had to go. The cell was leprous. Leprous? <gasps> but after eight years, so were they. <laughs> Lady, do you want this honey or not? No. Not today, thank you. I must go. Amra kept all this from me, anxious that if I knew of my mother and sister's whereabouts, I would seek them out and so risk becoming leprous myself. But she made her own plans. The lepers lived among old tombs in the hills outside the city, a place of the dead and the dying. But each day they came down to the well of Enrogel for water. There was a man whose job it was to fill their pots and leave them at a distance from the well for them to collect. And it was there too that grieving friends and relatives brought food and left it for the outcasts. Do you want me to draw you some water? Not yet. I'm looking for someone. Those two women. Do you know them? Not seen them before. Then all lepers look the same, don't they? Huddled in their rags. They're coming very close. Hey, you! Not so near! Unclean! Unclean! No, leave them be! I'll go to them. I think I may know them. Well, don't go too near! You're a fool to give good bread to the dead! What oh, if I'm wrong? What? Oh, oh, no! These are old women. Faceless monsters. I've made a mistake. Amra? They're calling me. Amra, do you not know us? Oh, my mistress. God be praised that he has led me to you. Wait, Amra, don't come any nearer. We're unclean. But where is Toza? Here I am, Amra, my little child. I, I brought bread and meat. Oh, thank you, Amra. Leave the basket there or those at the well may stone you and refuse us water. Is there nothing more I can do for you? Yes, one more thing. I know that Judah has come home, for I saw him asleep on the step a few nights ago. Amra, I know you love him as we do. I would die for him. Then you must never tell him where we are, or that you have seen us. But he's come so far in search of you. He must not find us. He would touch us, he could not help himself, and then he would be lost too. It'll be so hard to hear him speak of you and see him searching for you and not even be able to tell him that you're alive. Then you must be altogether silent. And so, in their love, they conspired against me. But I found out all the same. I found out via Malak, who was doing his best to help me in my search.
papers. My mother and Tulsa. No, no, no. Judah, no. calm yourself. Oh, Lord, let me only avenge their sufferings. But I must find them. Where will you look? There is only one place for lepers to go. The tombs outside the city. You cannot go there. It would cause too much gossip and speculation. Leave it to me. I will find them if they're to be found. I'll meet you at the inn around noon. Well, what news? There is no word of them. I have learned that two women were stoned from the fish gate by the authorities some time ago. No. I, I think they must have been your poor mother and sister. I'm sorry. Is it not enough that my family should be made lepers? Must they be stoned from their native city too? Judah, hush. People are looking. You must be more circumspect. Why? For the sake of the king that is to come, if nothing else. You're right. Vengeance must wait. It's a lesson I have learned well over the years. What do you make of those men over there, Malak? Uh, what do you mean? I was watching them while waiting for you and thinking what fine soldiers they would make. They look like mountain folk, probably Galileans. The Feast of Trumpets is set for today. They have spirit. If they were trained in the Roman fashion, think what they could achieve. With the dreadful fate of my mother and sister burning in my mind, I managed to engage them in conversation. Gradually, I won their trust. Their hatred of Rome almost matched my own. When they left Jerusalem, I went with them. The Galileans were strong men, but greatly in need of a leader. I told them of the coming of the king, and I taught them all that I'd learned of arms and war. They knew me only as a son of Judah. No one knew my true name. One evening, when we were quartered in a cave in the mountains, an Arab courier delivered a letter from Malak. My friend, a prophet has appeared in the wilderness. One John they call Baptist. He speaks of one who was greater than himself, who he says is to come presently, and for whom he is now waiting on the eastern shore of the Jordan. Oh. What do you think, Judah? Is the time ripe? And this John is certainly the herald of our king. I think you should set out for home. When you arrive in Galilee, send word to those under you and bid them be ready. Oh. I will go to the Jordan and see this John the Baptist for myself. Sir, there are strangers behind us. So I see. Let us wait for a moment. I think I recognize them. The blessing of the true God be upon you. Balthazar, the peace of the Lord be with you and yours. Then I was right. It is that same son of her who was an honored guest of Sheikh Ildarim, is it not? You are right, my friend. Son of Arius, or should it be son of her? Well met. I'm happy to see you again, daughter of Egypt. But what are you doing here? We are going to Jerusalem. Do you know if there is fresh water nearby? There is a spring not far from here. If you follow me, I will show you. 
Son of Hur, we have bread from the city ovens and butter from the meadows of Damascus to offer you. I will be your servant, Judah, son of Hur, and fill your cup. Here, drink. Thank you. I have heard certain things about you since your victory at the circus. Oh? I thought for a long while, and mourned you dreadfully, that you had been murdered at the palace of Edirne. Did you? But now I know that it was not so, and I give thanks to the gods and drink to them. I have only one god, but I will also drink to Iris, loveliest of all the daughters of the Nile. I think I must go to the daughter of that great merchant in Antioch and tell her what you have just said. Esther? She confides in you, then? We are good friends, Judah. We are greatly indebted to you, son of her. Uh, this little valley is very beautiful. I will see you later, Judah. May I ask if you also are going to Jerusalem? I am going to the Holy City. I must make haste. My sleep is greatly disturbed by dreams. The king is coming. He that is to be king of the Jews? <laughs> Who else? But you have heard nothing more of him. Only the voices in the dreams. Then I think you should know that according to our friend Malak, the herald of the king is already at the River Jordan. Ah. If I can but see him, if I can but see my saviour, I will be ready to go in peace. You think he is to be a saviour, not a king? I have told you, his kingdom is not of this world. But I know that you are going to meet a king of men. You are young and full of hopes, full of bitterness and the desire for revenge, too, if I read you right. Would you not feel the same in my place? I would. But you will learn, my son. Can you not understand that you are seeking another Herod, a man clothed in purple with a scepter in his hand? I am looking for one who is poor, humble. But it is he who will show me eternal life. I hear what you say, Balthazar, but I don't understand. <laughs> well, well. Let us move on in the morning. I am impatient to see him. Judah? I thought you would be asleep, daughter of Egypt. I came out to look at my friends, the stars of the south, holding the curtains of midnight over the Nile. Iris, do you share your father's faith? I... I cannot understand my father's God. But, son of her, I have one wish. Name it. I want to help you. How can you help me? Oh, Judah. You are only surprised because I am a woman. That isn't the only reason. 
Any secrets I may have involve the lives of others as well as my own. And so you must be careful in whom you place your trust. What do you know? Only what I see in your face. I know you are going to find the man that is to be king of the Jews. Like Herod, only greater. You don't answer me. Well then, I will go back to my tent. No. Stay and speak to me. Your will is mine, Iras. Don't you know that? I have my own visions. A magnificent war. Rome will pass away and all dominion will return to the east. And what will the rewards be for the one who has first and best served the new king? You want only crowns and jewels. For you as well as myself. But these are the spoils of war. How can you help me to them? You will find the king and serve him. With your sword, you will earn his richest gifts. And you, his best soldier, you will be my hero and my consort. Oh, Egypt. <clears throat> if the king has a crown to give, I will bring it and place it upon your head. You shall be my queen. And you will tell me everything and let me help you. Is it not enough that I love you? Perfect love means perfect trust. You are still suspicious of me, Judah Ben-Hur. But never mind. You will soon know me better. John the Baptist was clothed with camel's hair and with a girdle of skin about his loins. And he did eat locusts with wild honey and preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. At last, there is the Jordan. And see the multitude gathered on the banks. The preacher must be there. A voice crying in the wilderness. The crowds are breaking up. He must have finished his sermon for the day. The preacher comes this way. Is that man the herald of your king? He is a savage. I have expected some token of rank, certainly. But this is surely the Nazarite. The voice crying in the wilderness. Mm, the ways of God are strange. Look at his eyes. They are the eyes of a vision. He is uncouth, a savage. His eyes are stars. Why has he stopped? He is looking at that other man, the one who is walking towards him. A hush fell on the crowd. John, named Baptist, was pointing his staff at the newcomer. All fell silent and watched. The newcomer was small and slight and wiry. He was simply dressed. It was his face that was arresting. There was a gentleness, an intelligence about it that was striking. He looked about him with love and sorrow and pity, all in equal measure. It was a look I remembered from long ago. Once it had been directed at me. Slowly, he drew nearer to us. 
He was not looking at me or at Iris's beauty. He was looking at Balthazar. The preacher pointed at this man with his staff and cried out in a loud voice, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I spoke. This is the Son of God. It is he. It is he. I have seen him before. By the well at Nazareth, he gave me water. He gave me strength. The Redeemer. The Son of God. Judah, what is all this nonsense? I see only a simple countryman, no king coming in splendor. I don't understand either. Sir, you there. Do you know the man who is walking yonder? Him? The preacher's mad. The son has turned his head. He's no son of God. Why, he's just the son of a carpenter over in Nazareth. The son of a carpenter over in Nazareth. The man who had given me water when I was most in need of it. Three years passed after the Annunciation of the Christ at Bethabara. Malak, under my instructions, had bought our old house in Jerusalem from Pilate, for whom it was a considerable embarrassment, and it had been thoroughly restored. I worked anonymously for the king who was to come. The Nazarene was a mystery to me, a wandering preacher and miracle worker. I doubted his identity as my future king, but I watched and waited. Sometimes I returned to my house, but always secretly. Balthazar and Iris had made their home there, and I always delighted in seeing the fair Egyptian. Then Simonides and Esther arrived from Antioch, and were also made welcome at the old palace. Esther, read this for me, please. Is it from... Oh, you love him, don't you? I can't help it. You must know that the Egyptian has Judah in her net. She's cunning and beautiful, but she has no heart. I know that Judah loves her. When he has married her, he will think of you and be sorry. I know it. To her, he is the son of Arius the Roman still, not the son of her, Prince of Jerusalem. Can't we save him? Can't we make him see? A drowning man can be saved, but not one who is in love. Can't you tell him what sort of a woman she is? <laughs> what could I say? My daughter loves you better and is worth a thousand of the Egyptian. I didn't mean that. I was concerned for his happiness, not mine. But let me read his letter. I write on the road from Galilee to Jerusalem. The Nazarene is on the way. Also with him, though without his knowledge, I'm bringing a legion of men. Mm. A second legion follows. Upon setting out, the Nazarene said, We will go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning me shall be accomplished. Our waiting draws to an end. And so I live in constant hope that he will rise up and show himself in his true majesty at last. We shall see. Peace be to you, Simonides. Your son, Judah Ben-Hur. He makes no mention of me at all. Oh, Esther, I am sorry, child. No, no. It is I who am being foolish. They may be in Bethany already. So, we may see him tonight. Perhaps. 
Tomorrow is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. We may see both Judah and the Nazarene. Peace to you, Simonides. And to you, pretty Esther. Peace to you, daughter of Balthazar. Esther, let us walk into the courtyard. Yes, of course. You have not been to Rome, have you, Esther? No, never. Have you ever wished to go? Judah once asked me that. Oh, my pretty simpleton, you know so little. But you mustn't take offence. I have something to tell you. What? The king is coming. The king? The Nazarene. Don't pretend you don't know. Judah's been serving him for so long. The Nazarene will be here tomorrow. And Judah tonight. He has written to me. Oh. You know he still has a villa at Mycenaeum outside Rome. A royal property which he has promised to me. I'm happy for you, Iris. Oh, it's him. It's Judah. Oh, put your arms around me, Esther, and kiss me, for I am so happy. Do you love him so much, then? Or do you love Rome more? <laughs> that was a barbed comment for you, little Esther. You may keep your kisses. There are others waiting for me, and I will go to meet them now. Peace be to you. <laughs> Peace be to you, Simonides, and to you, sweet Esther. Judah? I hardly recognized you. Welcome to your father's house, Judah. Sit down, I pray you, and tell us of your travels and of this wonderful Nazarene. Yes, indeed. Here's a stool. See how welcome you are to us, Judah. It is good to be home. And as to your questions, yes. I have followed the Nazarene closely and watched him. He is an extraordinary man. Judah! My dear Judah! Amra, my dear Amra, no, no. You shall kiss my cheek, not my hands. <laughs> Have you no word of them? Nothing, Master. God's will has been done. Come, sit by me. I was speaking of the Nazarene. When shall I see him? He is coming into the city, isn't he? Will you be with us, Judah? No. My friends will need me in the procession. Does he travel in state, then, like a king? Not at all. It is the crowds who wish to see him that make his every journey into a procession. He brings twelve men with him, fishermen and farmers, one a publican. A publican? All are humble men and poor, but he is a teacher, as well as a friend to them. And do you really believe that he is a king, Judah? I have seen him turn water into wine. Oh. I have seen conjurers do as much. But what is more strange to me is that he should prefer to live poor when he could be rich. He owns nothing and envies nobody. But, Simonides, what would you say to a conjurer who could multiply seven loaves and two fishes into enough food to feed 5,000 people and still have many baskets left over? You saw him do this? Not only that. I ate of the bread and fish. That is a marvel indeed. Indeed. Now, if they had been Jews... More marvellous still. The sick have but to touch the hem of his garment, and they are instantly cured. I have seen him heal those who even cried out to him from afar. 
These are not the tricks of a magician. Mm -hmm. And even that curse of God, leprosy. Oh. <gasps> Amra. Oh. It's just all so amazing. A leper came to the Nazarene while I was with him in Galilee and was made clean. I saw it with my own eyes. It was no trick, but a miracle. The man was whole again, his face clean and clear, his mm. fingers, all his limbs made anew. I have seen many such things. I have even seen this man undo the work of death itself. Oh, impossible. But it is true. In Bethany, there was a man named Lazarus. The Nazarene knew the family and he loved them well. When he came to the village, Lazarus had lain four days in the tomb. Against all counsel, the Nazarene would have the stone rolled away. When it was done, he called out, Lazarus, come forth, loudly but in a friendly way as one might call to a companion who had gone ahead. Lazarus, come forth, he said. And the young man came out, bound, as for death, but strong and healthy. Such is the Nazarene. So, who can he be? Who but our Redeemer? Tomorrow, he comes into the city. Tomorrow, you will see him at last. As I spoke of the miracles worked by Jesus of Nazareth, I saw Amra creep away. I thought she had gone back to the kitchen. I had no idea that she was swiftly making her way out of the city to the tombs that were the homes of the lepers. Mistress! Mistress! No, Amra! Unclean! Oh. Unclean! Oh, my mistress at last! Oh, the love of God, Amra! You have touched me! Now you can never go back to my son. You are lost to him as surely as we are. Oh, mistress! You cannot return to Jerusalem. Who will bring us bread? Oh, wicked, wicked Amra, we will starve. Perhaps you can go back quickly before any at the well see you here. I cannot do that. Good mistress, I am not false. I am not wicked. I bring you good news. Of Judah? No, but it was Judah who told us. There is a wonderful man. He has the power to cure you. Oh, no one can cure us, Amra. But it's true. This man speaks a word, and even the dead come to life. And I have come to take you to him, for he will pass on his way to the city this morning. But who is he? A Nazarene. Did Judah send you to tell us this? No, I have kept faith. He still believes you're dead. How does my son know this man? He's traveled with him and seen miracles for himself. He has seen lepers cured. This must be the Messiah that was foretold. It may be true. All right, let us go at once. Only we must keep to the high country among the rocks and trees so that people do not see us. I cannot climb. Daughter, you must be strong. Amra will help us. Leave me. I'm strong, even though I'm old. It is but a little way. Come, child. Lean on me.
There's a man coming. He may have news of the Nazarene. Oh, you forget what we are. He will stone us. Unclean, sir. Unclean. What are you waiting here for, good women? You see what we are. Why should I be afraid? My master can heal such as you with a word. The Nazarene? The Messiah himself. He is coming this way. We must speak to him. There will be many people with him. Then how can we attract his attention? Stand beside that white rock under the tree. When he goes by, call out to him. Now fear not. He will hear you. Peace be with you. I must go on and bring word of his coming to the city. Who are you, good sir? I am a disciple of the Christ. Peace be with you. He is coming. He will never hear us in all the noise, no matter how loudly we shout. He comes! He comes! Nearer, child. Let us get nearer. He will never hear us. Make way! Make way! Let the women through! But they are leopards! Unclean! Unclean! What does it matter? Our master is a healer to the world! None are unclean in his sight! Master, you see our need. Have mercy on us. Have mercy. You are he of whom the prophets spoke. You are the Messiah. This poor woman speaks the truth. He is the Messiah. Glory to God in the highest. Blessed is the son that he has given us! Terza! Terza, look up! We have his promise! Did you see? Did you see how he looked upon us? With such love, such understanding! I saw nothing, but I feel, I feel as I have not felt for so long. I feel as though I have been given a drink of the waters of life itself. God be praised. Amber, I thought it was you. What are you doing here? Master, did you see? Do you know what happened? I see that the Messiah has blessed these two poor creatures, and I give thanks to God that they are made whole again. Judah, look. Open your eyes and look at them. I see. They are clean and whole. They are... Judah, my son. Mother. Terza. Don't come any nearer. Unclean. But you are not. You are no longer unclean. Look. Look at Terza if you do not believe me. Look at your own hands, Mother. You are well and whole again. Oh, Amra. It is true, mistress. Oh, Judah. Oh, my beloved son, I thought I should never see you again. Oh, Judah. He has made us well. In Nazareth, where he was born, they call him the son of a carpenter. 
But what is he really? Where does his power come from? It is as clear as the day to me, and I've only seen him once. You have been with him for years. I know that he has power over death itself. What could he not do if he so wished? What would you have him do? Summon his armies to his side. Can you tell me of any ill he has done? Of any battle he has fought? None. Save once. With the traders in the temple. And even then he only overturned their tables and freed the sacrificial birds and animals. And his power comes only from God. And his kingship is not of this world. If that is true, then we are lost. What shall we do now? I will fetch the priest. You must be declared clean before you can re-enter the city. Meanwhile, I will have a tent pitched for you oh. to make you comfortable. Terza, here is my cloak. You have a sword. Is it then a time of war? No, but we may have to defend the Nazarene. I will stay here with you for a while and hear all that has happened to you, and then I will go and fetch the priest. I have so much to tell you. I cannot believe it. After all these years, I cannot believe it. <laughs> Simonides? They're all from home. Iris. Your coming is timely, son of her. I can thank you for all your hospitality. After tomorrow, I will not be able to. I shall be gone from here. The game is over and done. If you say so. Tell me, O Prince of Jerusalem, where is this son of the carpenter from whom such great things were expected? I am not his keeper. I don't know. Where is his capital? I should love to see his throne. A wooden stool, no doubt. And his palace? Where is that? He has raised the dead. Cannot he manage to raise a palace? We must wait and see, Iris. I have seen your king this very day. I saw a man riding an ass into the city. And he was in tears at the sight of the scum of the earth, the beggar children with their limbs running with sores who clutched at his garments. He leaned down and touched their lice-ridden heads. A king, the son of God, the redeemer of the world. <laughs> Iris, I think it is best we go our separate ways and forget that we ever met. You have my leave. Go. But consider first of all that I know of you. What is that? There is a Jew, an escaped galley slave who killed a man in the palace of Iderni. The very same Jew has trained three legions from Galilee to seize the Roman governor tonight. This Jew has made alliances for war upon Rome. Sheikh Ilderim is one of his partners. And besides that, this Jew is one of the richest men in the East. Sejanus would like to know of this Jew. I see I am at your mercy, daughter of Egypt. I suppose I could kill you, but you are a woman. <laughs> However, this desert is open to me, and Rome would follow me long and far before she caught me. The Roman reach is long, as is her memory for slights, like mine. Who has betrayed me? Who told you all about me? I heard Sheikh Hildream talking to my father one night when we stayed in a grove out in the desert. Other things I had from... Who? Oh! 
Did you think that your precious Esther had betrayed you? Well, I might have let you go on believing that if there were not more satisfaction to be gained from telling you the truth. Esther never confided in me. Most of what I have learned has been from you, yourself. What? You have betrayed yourself, son of her, more surely than any other. What will a lover not tell his lady? You're right. I have given myself away. But Judah, if you will only do as I say, I can yet save you. What do you want of me? You once had a friend. It was in your boyhood. There was a quarrel, and you and he became enemies. Masala! I ask only a small thing, and your Nazarene would approve. I ask you to forgive the past. You are Masala's creditor. Will you restore the fortune he lost to you? He must live with a broken body because of you. Save him at least from beggary. Did Masala send you to me, fair Egyptian? He might have done. He has a noble nature, and judged you by it. Do you think he would do the same for me, in like circumstances? No, but then he is... A Roman, meaning that I must forgive him because he is a Roman and I only a Jew. Oh. Speak quickly, daughter of Balthazar, because soon I will forget that you are a woman. Let go of me. Do you really think that I could ever love you, having once seen Masala? You were born to serve such as him. Oh. Listen, if by tomorrow at noon you have not sent an order in favor of Masala for six and thirty talents, you shall settle instead with Lord Sejanus. You can tell Masala that my inheritance from the Duumvir is out of his reach. This house and my goods are covered by imperial safeguard. Tell him also that while he is still a cripple, my mother and sister are alive and well, cured of leprosy and restored to me by a carpenter. <laughs> and tell him, too, that I do not send him a curse in words. No, I sent him you instead. For you, I think, will prove to be the sum of all my curses. Go. Now! I walked through the house in a passion of rage and disappointment as much at myself as at Iras. And then, in a quiet corner of the garden, I came upon Esther. I had thought the house empty, but here she was, sleeping in the warmth of the afternoon. Never had she seemed so lovely and so familiar. I had an impulse to wake her with a kiss, but if I woke her now, I would instantly confess my love. I must first find out if she loved me. I have been blind and foolish for many years, and now I must wait for another and better moment. So I left her, and went in search of my Galilean companions. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith, unto the disciples sit ye here while I go and pray yonder and lo Judas one of the twelve came and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people but Jesus said unto him Judas betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss
Then they took him and led him and brought him unto the high priest's house. Judah, the judgment has been given. The tree of the cross is already at Golgotha. The cross? I don't understand. What has been happening? They took him last night and tried him. Haven't you heard? No. I was with my family. At dawn, they led him before Pilate. Twice the Roman denied the man's guilt. Twice he refused to give him over to the people. But he is guilty of nothing. Then Pilate washed his hands and said, Be it upon you then. And the people answered, His blood be upon us and our children. All the time we were expecting the Nazarene to break his bonds, to strike them dead. But nothing happened. It is time to fight. We must gather the legions. Where are the others? Let us spread the word. Alas, we too are all that are faithful. Why? The rest followed the priests seeking to kill him. They think he has betrayed them. They think he's a coward and an imposter. The man has been travelling towards his own death with full knowledge of it. What can we do? Let us to Golgotha. Simonides. Esther, this is no place for you. Balthazar is here. He insisted on coming. Iris has disappeared. I know something of that. She will not be coming back, Esther. Not to her father or to anyone. You must wait here until the procession passes. Then I will go with you to Golgotha. Will we see him, Judah? I think he will pass within a few feet of us. The poor man. What crime has he committed? No crime. Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's was all that he would say. Is it a crime to heal the sick? He is the supreme sacrifice, Judah. Dear Lord, this is a dreadful day for the world. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus, and they spit upon him and smote him on the head. And after they had mocked him, they led him away to crucify him. And they compelled one Simon, a Cyrenian who passed by, to bear the cross. The Nazarene came slowly towards us. Every few steps, he staggered as if he would fall. A crown of thorns was crushed hard on his head, making cruel wounds from which streams of blood now dried and blackened, had run over his face and neck. And he had been beaten. The flesh on his back was scored and pitted with the marks of the scourge. Oh, dear God! Look at him! How can they do this to him? Where are your legions now, Judah? Faithless. All but these two men beside me. Then all is lost and this good man must die. Our king must die, and evil reigns. No, Simonides. All is not lost. It is a terrible day, but can't you see that all is gained by this? I understand now. I see it. I see it with the eyes of my heart. I don't understand you, Balthazar. I see only pain and humiliation. Who are those women with him? And that man? The man is John, the disciple, one of his greatest friends. 
The woman leaning on his arm is the Nazarene's mother. The others are women of Galilee. At least they have not deserted him. They are braver than their menfolk. I must do something. I see Galileans in the procession. I must speak to them. <coughs> Men of Galilee! You took my swords and agreed with me to strike for freedom and for the king. Why are you not fighting? The Nazarene is king, and freedom dies with him. Judah, it is you who are deceived. The Nazarene is not the king. He has not the spirit. He has failed us. You would make a better king, Judah. Ah, ah you would. You are at least a warrior and a hero. We will meet you at the tree of the cross and fight for you there. The men will ah. gather for you. Look for this feeble son of a carpenter. Oh, what do you say? I don't know. I cannot say. No. No, it will not do. It is not for me. He is your rightful king. Never! I only know that I must follow the Nazarene. Freedom is not enough. I must follow him. make haste. These criminals must be dead by the going down of the sun. The crosses are ready. And let the blasphemer go first. The son of God should be able to save himself. We will see. How still it is. The air seems so thick and heavy. Do not look, Esther. All who stand and see it may be cursed from this hour. Son of her, if Jehovah does not stretch forth his hand and quickly, Israel is lost. And so are we. No, Simonides. I understand now. This is the will of the Nazarene. It is God's will, too. Balthazar knows it already. I'm frightened. We must watch with our Lord and pray. What way will you have him face? Towards the temple. In dying, I would have him see that the Holy House has not suffered by him. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Oh, my Lord and Master, what of all my vengeance now? It shrivels inside me and is as nothing, nothing at all. How dark it grows. How dark. I saw him in the manger when he was newborn. Oh, that I should live to see this day. This darkness is the frown of God. I am so afraid. He has never done harm to any in his life. Why should he begin now? He forgives the Mester. We are blessed by this man, and we must be with him in his last moments. Judah is right. Don't be afraid, Esther. The darkness is gone from my eyes, too. But it is growing darker. I mean in here, in my heart. Open your heart to him, Esther, and you will see it too. 
I see him now for what he truly is. I will find the kingdom in time. So will you. We shall all find it in time. My God. My God. Why hast thou forsaken me? My master. My master. I am with you. He helped me in my hour of need. I must wet his lips at least. Give me that. Leave him be. Let me alone. Lord. Lord, drink. Drink from the sponge. Let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. He is beyond your help now. He is beyond your cruelties too. It is finished. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And as the spirit of our Lord departed his body, that of his servant Balthazar passed peacefully away also. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw the stone was rolled away. And entering, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. Some five years later, I was married to Esther, and living in our villa at Mycenaeum with my sister and mother, when Iris came to our house. It was as I had said. She had only known cruelty with Masala, and at last, driven beyond endurance, she had killed him. She came to tell me that I need fear no more from that quarter. I had long forgiven Iris. If our master could forgive his murderers, why should we find it hard to follow his example? Iras left, and we never heard of her again. Simonides lived to be a very old man. When Sheikh Ilderim died, he left me the property near Antioch, named the Orchard of Palms, along with his wonderful horses. All my wealth I used in the service of the King of the Jews, and for the relief of those whom he loved best. The little children, the poor, the sick and the needy. One day, I hope to see him again.
In the final part of Ben-Hur by Lou Wallace, dramatized for radio in four parts by Catherine Chukavska, with music by Wilfredo Acosta, Jamie Glover played Judah Ben-Hur, Michael Horton, Balthazar, Bernard Hepton, Simonides, and Phyllis Calvert, Amra. Malak was played by Gavin Muir, Ben-Hur's mother, Margaret John, Terza, Natasha Pine, Esther, Deborah Berlin, Iris, Becky Hindley, and John the Baptist, Neville Jason. Other parts were played by Don McCorkindale, Joshua Taub, Derek Waring, Peter Whitman, and Peter Yap. The Bible was read by Michael Gambon. Sound designed by Wilfredo Acosta. Ben-Hur was directed by Glyn Dearman. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.